Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Hey, so today on Souls and Stardust, Mio and I are going to be discussing the eight clairs, which are actually our extra psychic senses that we can tune into beyond the five senses, the five physical senses that we all have. And so we're going to go through those. But first, we would like to ask you all a few questions um, so you can think about them as we ask. And maybe think about, have you ever thought about somebody in your head and then all of a sudden they call you on the phone. That's kind of weird, right? Or have you ever touched an object and then received information or flashes or some sense of knowing about that object or who used to own it or what story is attached to it? Um, Or have you ever had a feeling in the pit of your stomach and then something happens immediately after or or you sense something about a loved one, and then you get news about them shortly after. Um, If any of those have ever happened to you, those are actually part of your extra psychic or spiritual senses. Um, So any number of the eight clairs that we can discuss. So this is exciting. And Mio, Mio and- (laughs) <laughs> we both experience a number of these clairs and I can't wait to discuss this with you and how what your experience is like and then um, sharing my own experiences as well. Um, so what do you think? Um, we want to go right through these, dive right in? I think um, let's just, we'll list them out real quick and then we can just briefly chat about each one and just give our experiences and, you know, open up for questions people can drop them in the comments later on or leave their own experiences because that's the best part is that each of these clairs are translated through our own lens and life experience and it's so personal and you know sometimes it doesn't make sense and sometimes you think you're crazy but you know we're here to tell you you're not crazy (laughs) exactly exactly so when these first started happening for me it was definitely like what is going on but also some of these have been with me since I was a small child and I imagine a lot of the people listening will say oh yeah uh, that's happened to me since I was small too I just never knew what that was called I had a label for it so yeah and just go through them and let's go from okay Yeah, so there are eight clairs, they call them. Um, These are clear senses. So clear means clear. And then um, there are eight different ways that we can sense things beyond the physical senses. And so the first clair, these are not in any specific order, just how we're going to list them off. But the first clair is clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. And um, we have clear cognizance, which is clear knowing, a sense of knowing, clear audience, which is clear hearing. So feeling like you are receiving words or whispers or um, auditory messages. There is something called clear empathy, which is clear emotional feeling. And then something related to that is clear sentience. 
um, which is clear physical feeling. So as I was developing my skills as an intuitive, um, I didn't really separate the physical and the emotional feeling, I, um, the clairsentience. I always lumped the feeling and the physical, the emotional feeling and the physical feeling together, but we can talk about that. Um, there is something called clairtangency, which is really rad. That's uh, clear touching. And so we'll talk more in depth about that too, but that's touching an object or a person and seeing um, their story or information unfold extrasensory um, in extrasensory ways. Clairsalience, which is smelling, clairsmelling. So sometimes getting a whiff of tobacco or cigarette smoke or roses or whatever. And then the last clair is clairgustance, which is clear tasting. And this one is so strange to me, but Mio's got some good stories about this one. So how do you how do you want to start, Mio? Do you want to start with the ones that are most prominent for you and we talk about them? Yeah, let's well, let's just go through. So, like um for me, I'm a visual person. I am an artist, and so naturally I'm very imaginative. And I would say that a lot of the visions, um, so I want to say my primary one would be clairvoyance, clear seeing, um, because that's clear, that's seeing it in my mind's eye. You kind of see it sometimes like a movie, sometimes it comes in brief flashes, sometimes I'll see objects. Um, but uh it's it it looks and feels just like a my own memory of something. Mm -hmm. Or if I were to tell you the word lawn chair and you see that lawn chair in your mind, like that's what it looks like for a clairvoyant uh image to pop in. You know, if I say purple tomato, you're like, okay, I see a purple tomato in my head. So now you've just seen that it with your mind's eye. So that's how it comes through for me primarily. Um when I connect, whether it's to somebody like psychic information for maybe just their, you know, career, love, or general information of like what's going on with them, mm -hmm. um, paired up with the clear sentience, sentience, I can never say that. Yeah. Um, the physical, the physical feeling or the emotional feeling. Well, so I, they're so, um, I would say more of because you're a pretty strong empath. Oh, no, cognizance, cognizance. Oh, so, okay. Like, I'll just know something to be true. And I just say it as fact of like, well, no, I know this. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I just know it. Um, so that comes through a lot for, so I see things, I know things. And then what was the other one that? Uh, you feel things. You do, yes. Right, so I, yeah. I feel physical. Sometimes I'll feel physical heartbeats um heaviness on my chest when it's like related to someone that's passed of very specific things where like I know someone that's gotten run over before and I got the pressure on my chest and they were like holy shit like yeah mm -hmm. I truck or I can feel what the pavement would feel like or I can feel um sick to my stomach if I if it's somebody that is either pregnant or like nausea wow. um, I've had that I or um, if they were are very very ill when they died, and they were sick and had like chemotherapy or something like that that was really hard on the body, I can experience it and feel it like that as well. So I guess that's the clairsentience then. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. And so, um, what's clear is that you you experience a number of them. Like you don't 
You right. don't have to have just one that you rely on. And in fact, many intuitives have a whole suite of these clairs that are working and operating to help them gather information um, I, and allow spirit like, to speak to them. I feel like sometimes it's the receiver. So like for me saying like, okay, yeah, I'm an artist. And so my strongest thing is my brain and my imagination. So maybe it's spirit using that because they'll use whatever you're good at or use whatever <laughs> comes natural. Exactly. I feel like it's the the loved one coming through and it's their way of being able to communicate because sometimes mm. it's like received versus me translating something or um, if that makes sense. But it, if you think about it this way in the physical world, when you are sitting in a chair, driving in a car, you're looking, you're feeling, you're aware of everything. You're hearing the radio, you're seeing what things look like. So it's multiple senses that you're using like on a day-to-day basis as well. Exactly. The non-physical versions of what you're already doing, kind of. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think for people listening, right, um, it, thinking about what kind of clairs they may be tuning into. And um, I know I've had this question from people who don't feel like they're very intuitive and they're asking questions of me as, you know, what's it like to to be this way or to have access to that information. And I think a lot like um, many times people think that it's only clairvoyance or it's only clairsentience or clair empathy. And, and in, in actuality, it's this, it's all of these things that you have access to, but you may be stronger in one or two or three of them than, than any others. And, and you and I were talking about this off air, like, when we were looking at the this list, and I'm like, geez, I don't think I've ever had Claire Gustin's happen for me. And I I literally don't remember any time where I've had a taste in my mouth um, that was a, like an intuitive hit, but I have had the other seven occur for me. So um, it's just so strange that the, the full range of how our bodies can receive this information. Completely. From, yeah. Yeah. Those uh, maybe less popular ones or maybe, or maybe they're just like tagged or paired up with the other things. So it's could be. Mm-hmm. Could be more subtle. Um, the tasting one I have for sure tasted metal in my mouth uh, for people who have um, blood thing, like things with their blood, chemotherapy. Mm. Yep. Um, there was one guy who worked in a lead factory. And so I tasted metal. I tasted lead. And that was like, totally personal for the person that I was doing the, the reading for. Wow. So that was pretty wild. Um, I, I can't control it. So I can't like ask spirit, make me taste this, or maybe I just don't know how yet. Um, so it's kind of like, take what you can get. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And we don't, and that isn't, that's an interesting idea or concept for probably for a whole nother discussion is we, you don't really have control over the type of the information that comes to you. You do just read or receive what comes through and you try to piece it together like a puzzle or a detective, really. Like I know I've called you a psychic detective at times because you take these pieces of information and you uh, read them that way, but um, you you really don't know what's going to come through. And so perhaps Claire Gustin's is going to be something that develops for me later, but um, I've, I've not experienced it yet. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if this is Claire Gustin. I don't know what this is, but one time I was doing a reading and I tuned into somebody to this woman and immediately my, um, my cravings shifted to suddenly wanting something so sweet. And I was upstairs doing the reading 
And I was influenced of like, oh my God, I need sugar now. And I went mm-hmm. downstairs and I was like, sugar, 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 sugar. Like, like I stuffed. And then the, the girl I was talking to was like, oh my God, that's my aunt. She was diabetic. She was obsessed. She was a baker. Cause then I was seeing the images come in my head of like, now I'm seeing pies. Now I'm seeing cookies, but I'm eating sugar physically like insatiable. <laughs> wow. I would say that's Claire Gustin's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I've had stuff where I went, uh, they did that similar thing where I was like, I needed sugar or carbs all of a sudden, but then it was going back from carbs to spicy carbs to spicy. Mm-hmm. She was yep. like, no, that's how she cooked. Like that was, and then that was also the spicy was her personality. So it can be taken a couple different ways, but it's like, yeah, control somebody making you want to eat all of a sudden. I mean, it's part of their personality, right? So yeah. Um, and a lot of times that type of information comes through as like validation, right? So the spirit wants, you know, they want you to let that person know, um, listening that it's really them. Oh my God. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That's what makes it, um, that's what makes it interesting. Right. So maybe that's spirit. (laughs) Um, super weird. No, that's okay. It's also mercury retrograde. So all kinds of weird shit's happening with electronics as you and I know, as we were trying to get this this recording up and going. So the clears for me, this, um, this has been an interesting journey for me in, uh, in developing my own intuition and working with it. But, um, first and foremost, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, the clairsentience or the clear empathy, um, comes out first because it's that that sense of feeling that I just don't have a good feeling right you want to listen to your gut for me the um the first thing that really opened up for me was that clear cognizance that sense of knowing and I would just know things and I I wouldn't know how I would know them but I would know them and most of the time they were accurate um so oh, yeah. clear co- yeah, clear cognizance for me for sure. And then I am also a very visual person. So the clairvoyance then came in soon after that. And um the pictures, the movie clip type of visions, I very active in dreaming. Um so working with that is always interesting for me as well. And people ask me too how does that work for you? Do you actually see pictures in your head? And I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, well, it's not always a vivid picture, but it's the sense of knowing that there's a picture there. It's, um, it's like, you don't, I don't close my eyes and automatically see this vivid picture. I just tune into my awareness and I have the sense of something and then the picture shows up. So it's like, it's so hard to explain, but that's clairvoyance for me is like this sense of knowing that way to arrive. Yeah. And so, and so then you quote unquote, see a picture, but it's not really seeing it with your physical eyes. Although sometimes I see things with my physical eyes too. And that's definitely picking up um, on the more um, potent aspects of clairvoyance. Um, let's see what else I've definitely an empath, although I, I, um, the clear empathy for me is just enough for me to understand what feeling is there and not so much that it overwhelms me. And I know that there are a lot of people who are very strong empaths and that can be overwhelming for them. Yeah. Um, and then the, 
I, I don't necessarily get very strong clairsentience, like physical feelings, like pains. Some people like medical intuitives get pains in their body when they're sensing yeah. into someone's conditions. Get the heart palpitations. Yeah. Or- I definitely tune more into the, like the feeling, the emotional aspect of what's okay. going on. The feeling and- too. Like it's like it we're with med- medical intuitive. Like I don't consider myself a medical intuitive at all, but it's the validation when somebody's coming through that will pull that out to be like, Oh, I had arthritis and then make your hands hurt all of a sudden. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's medical intuition for sure. And, um, and I've had a few people tell me that I'm a medical intuitive as well. And I looked at them and I'm like, Oh, but I don't get the physical condition information. And they, each person said, no, no, no. Like, you know, the medical intuition is about sensing the emotion that causes the physical condition. So again, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, uh, what else works for, I don't have the clear guestance, but I do sometimes get the clear salience, which is the smelling. So I'll get like whiffs of tobacco or I'll get, um, smells wow. of perfume. And yeah. then, um, and then the clear tangency is something that I use quite often, actually, as a healer, when I'm touching someone's body, um, it's like I can, you know, open a book of their life and nice. by touching their body, I get to read their energy and what it has to say. Wow. So I know it's so nice. rad. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And actually when I was first developing I would go to, uh, you and I were discussing this, I would go to antique stores and I would pick up um, objects and see what kind of stories they would tell me. And I would usually go with another intuitive friend and we would touch the objects separately, oh my get our feels, and then we would talk about what we picked up on. It was so neat to like that's see nice. the elements of the story that overlapped, right? So yeah, that's, So that must be similar to like when I can look at a photo and connect to a photo. I think that's the exact same thing. Yep. You're, you're touching the object. You're looking at the image um, energetically. You're in close proximity. So clear tangency is just, it's be it's touching an object or being in close proximity to an object or a person or a place and being able to pull that information from that physical, so, like that physical proximity. What's crazy about that too is like, I feel like, okay, so I've been with people or been around people, strangers or friends. And I, I swear, like if I'm close to them, I can get visuals and images and flashes of stuff. But I would never say like, are you thinking about this right now? Because, you know, you sound nuts, but I definitely always wonder like I wonder if I'm picking up on what they're thinking about or projecting out right now or whatever yeah for the proximity of being close to somebody or sitting next to them on a on the airplane or mm-hmm. well and there's I mean that's like bridging into telepathy right so that your their energy is projecting out and you're able to tap into it right so tangentially you're near them and why wouldn't you be able to read that energy if they're projecting it out far enough? Ooh. So I know, right? We have like, oh God, we could go down so many rabbit holes with this type of discussion. Um, oh boy. we I mean, you and I both have so many examples of experiences that we've had with each of these Claire's, I imagine. And so um, of like how one reading went down and like, 
pulled in each of these things because what happens is, so for me, it was, um, somebody sent me, it was a friend of a friend. Somebody sent me a photo and was like, Hey, can you please try to connect with this person in the photo? I knew nothing. I knew no name. I knew, I knew, didn't know how they died or anything like that. So I tuned into this woman and physically I was in like a kid's play place with my son. Um, I had my headphones on and I was trying to work and trying to do some other stuff, but I kept being pulled to this woman that had sent me the photo. So I knew like, all right, it, it was so strong. I couldn't wait until tomorrow. Like I had planned to do it. I was like, no, I need to tune in now. But the signs I got were, I saw visually in my head, I could see them standing outside in line for like a club in San Francisco. I could see like, you know, people surrounding her and, you know, it related to, how many people were in their core group of friends or whatever. Um, but then when it came time to, uh, oh, also that day I had cut up a whole papaya and a whole mango and brought oh. it away. And that was like out of routine for me. And turns out like those were her favorite fruits. She was an Islander. Um, so that was one of those like spirit had me bring this ahead of time. And it made sense because of the reading I was going to do in the future. So she's oh like, my oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sitting there and it's hella loud. I got my headphones on and I kept trying to turn my music up louder to drown out the sounds around me. Right. So I could focus. And it was like in my head, I kept hearing the word drown, 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 like drown out the sound, drown out the music. And so at the same time though, my mouth kept on watering and it kept watering, kept watering. And so I asked her, um, I, you know, just shot her a message like, Hey, is there, is there some significance with water because I'm trying to drown something out and my mouth is watering. And she was like, Holy shit. She drowned in the lake. Oh my gosh. So while I'm also sitting there, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Moving on. What else do I notice in the physical world around me? I noticed there was this guy that was not normally there. Cause I used to go every day with my son to this place. And so it was a new dad there with his kid, but he kept staring at me and he was like, creepy though. I kept feeling, feeling creeped out. And so I said, well, was there a guy there because I'm feeling creeped out, blah, blah, blah. And this is in my life right now. I'm literally watching this guy watch me and I'm like, just, just ask, just ask her. And she was like, yeah, she was dating this guy that we really didn't feel comfortable with, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like we always felt like he was involved and that it wasn't an accident. Oh, so that's where it led. And being able to like put together the drowning out, even though it it was crazy. Cause it's like, I never felt, you know, water in my lungs. It was like, literally my mouth is watering. So what does this mean? You know, it, yeah. So this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like psychic detective, right? Yeah. You're using all of these clues that are coming into you, you know, extrasensorily. Into the physical world around you. There are so many signs and clues all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And you just have to pay attention. Oh my to- gosh. That, that could be a whole other discussion as well. <laughs> How to pay attention and what you're looking for, or what, what you need to be paying attention to. Yep. Oh my goodness. um, You're doing like Reiki on somebody because that's the mm -hmm. difference, you know, for anybody who may be just tuning in. So like I um, focus more on like mediumship or intuitive readings. Like those are where I'm developing. Um, Shannon can, she does all that too. 
because she's who taught me, <laughs> but a Reiki healer, she's amazing. But she also, while she's tuning into people can see their loved ones, can see their guides, can like tune into their med- Like, so it's just like a, like a, you're at a hub of information right at your fingertips when somebody lays down on your table. So how does that, how do the senses work when you're doing a session with somebody? Oh, so that's a good question. And I just want to um, clarify, I, when I am doing a Reiki session, so the priority is for that client's healing at that moment in time. So what needs to happen for them? What messages have to come through for them at that point? For, like what's relevant for that layer of healing that has to occur? Um, it's not always loved ones that come through, but if it, if if that's what has to happen, that's what will happen. So I don't actually consider myself a medium, but sometimes people are pushy and their spirit okay. will come through with a message. So I just kind of go through, I go, I go along with it because um, that's all part of it. And I, yeah, I want spirit to lead me through each session. Um, but quite literally when someone lays on the table and we start the process of uh, channeling the Reiki energy, when, you know, I start getting messages as soon as they s- come into the room and sit down and we chat and even before they lay on the table. But as even I'm working, talk to them, right? Or yeah. Like um, coming through. Yep. As I mean, I get messages almost immediately. And as they're laying down and I start working with their energy, um, it's like opening a book of their life and reading the pages. And so a lot of it is visual or like visuals that come into my awareness, but most of it is a sense of knowing that occurs. And I have to sift through that information. And a lot of it is stuff that doesn't make sense to me. But as soon as I say it, the client will say, oh my gosh, how did you know that? What's so, of like something maybe recently that happened or like something that stands out to you maybe in your memory of like, oh shit, this was crazy. Well, so most recently I was working on a woman who um, she had never had Reiki before. And um, I could tell as soon as she came into my room that um, she holds her energy very close in a very protective manner. And, um, and she, when she sat down, she crossed her legs and she crossed her arms across her body. And I was like, oh, okay. So I know what's happening here. She feels like she's got to protect herself. And um, when she was laying on the table, I was, I, I start very gently asking questions, even though I get lots of information, I want to make sure that um, the client feels comfortable and not super vulnerable or overly vulnerable because um, when you're an intuitive, you can see a lot of stuff that is very personal and that, um, you never know how uncomfortable that's going to make somebody feel. Um, in this woman in particular, um, it was very clear that she felt that she struggled with perfectionism and, um, feeling like she needed to be good enough in the eyes of other people, no matter what. So, um, to no end it, uh, I just, as I was working on her, I kept getting this feeling of like, no matter what I do, I won't be good enough. And then what will they think of me? Like, those were the words that kept coming through my head. And I didn't get actually visuals with her. It was more feeling like this heaviness and um, this anxiety and worry over what will happen when people find out I don't have my shit together. Right. And 
so I started asking her, um, you know, do you, do you feel like you're really held to expectations of other people, even if you're making those up in your head? And she just started crying, like, oh my God, how do you, how did you know this? And, and then I started to explain to her what I feel in her body and, and how it feels like there's just this sense of control that has to happen all the time to the extent that she's not happy. Like she feels very unfulfilled and um, has to, you know, check off all of the boxes on her list in order to make sure everybody who sees her sees that she's got it all together and she's not slacking or that she's achieving. And that was really interesting to me to feel that because I don't struggle with perfectionism for sure. (laughs) 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 But like, um, and then she, I mean, then she started to tell me how like she, if she's not volunteering in her community, she feels guilt. And if she doesn't run a certain pace in her marathons, she feels like she's failing and she had an eating disorder in high school because she was worried about gaining weight and what other people would think of her and, or I'm sorry, college. Um, And everything was about what other people were thinking of her. And she's 30, 37 at this point. And this is like a daily anxiety for her. And that will like, if you're, yeah, that's a totally different. Okay. Yeah but yeah <laughs> yes totally so yeah. it was like oh and so for me as I'm working on her what's really beautiful about the Reiki energy is it allows me to see or it shows me what I need to see in the body and I'd mostly tune into the emotion so I was feeling all of these feelings and then that was causing me to ask her like do you feel like you have this going on do you feel unfulfilled or that you're searching for something still do you feel like no matter what you do it's not enough in the eyes of other people. And she's just bawling and crying. And then she actually apologized to me and said, I shouldn't be dumping all of this on you. And I was like, girl, this is like, this is why you're here, right? Like, this is what I do. And so she even felt bad about the fact that she couldn't hold it together Oh my in, a, in like, her own healing session. <laughs> like, this is the place to do it, boo. <laughs> I know. And so like, of course, your heart just expands a thousand yeah. times when you have that experience with somebody because you just want them to feel held. And, and, the, and, even and the energy, no. oh, sorry, <laughs> the energy was doing exactly what it needed to do for her. But for me, as the intuitive, how somebody heals like those those clear gifts right or those clear abilities are what helps me pull the information out of them and shows them what's stuck in their body and and allows them to take the first steps in deeper healing so it's just a really beautiful process but um but I would tell you that like with each client different clairs turn on or turn off based on like what you were saying it depends on the situation or the person and the receiving that's happening. So, um, I, you know, next time I'll be more prepared with an example of Beautiful. better examples, but, Beautiful. um, each, each one is unique. And I don't know by the end of the session, she had, she was all cried out and she's like, I haven't cried in so long. And I'm like, well, good. You needed it. <laughs> oh my God. One session with you was like the same of six months worth of therapy to get what, just to connect with someone on a soul and human level and to see and understand what they're going through because they don't have the words or they on a human level may not even understand what's wrong. Right. Carrying this around from, you know, 
whatever age and just compounds and their, their whole entire life. So it's part of them. They don't realize they're even thinking that way or believing that anymore mm-hmm. part of them. And then for someone else just to like tune into that and feel and understand them without, without them having to tell you. Like, well, and have it be a stranger, right? Like right. A, a somebody, is- yeah, somebody that doesn't know them or their life and then have a stranger yeah. be able to read that energy. So Exactly. Super powerful. And I think that that adds um, exponentially to someone's healing because there's no denying at that point, you know, like when they, when you do a reading or a session or anything and they're just like, how the hell did you know that? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Like I just told you what I saw. <laughs> I didn't make, I just tell you what I see, feel, hear, think, touch mm-hmm. my influence, like whatever spirit that all I'm telling you is what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I can try to translate, but I don't know because this is for you. Mm-hmm. It's speaking to yourself, or you know, yeah, we're merely like okay. the plan. We're the channel for how what messages need to come through, and it's interesting too because perhaps maybe we should talk about, um, you know, well, one, it's for me. I tell people consistently it blows my mind and i'm humbled yes. by how this happens and some people can get into ego about what they're able to quote unquote do right with their clairs but um for me i mean i can't help but just be in awe of how it works and then how we're able to walk with somebody in their healing journey because of what we can bring through it's just consistently humbling for me But I also tell people too, that this is about, it's not about any one of us being special or gifted, right? We, we do have these abilities that feel very much like gifts and they are our gifts to other people when we use them, but everybody has the capacity to hone their abilities this way. It's just, it's like working a muscle. And if you, if you go to the gym, you'll get stronger. If you don't work it, you're going to, it's going to atrophy or it's, it's not going to work the way it could work. I feel rusty if I haven't like actively tried to tune in to somebody in a while. Um, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes we need a break too. Right. And if we haven't practiced, we can lose our confidence in how the intuition comes through for sure. Confidence. That's a huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, Maybe so do you want to talk a little bit about how we can develop these like how it's I mean cuz I think when people when people look at intuitives or talk to intuitives they're like oh you know yeah I could never do that you're so special and I'm just like no 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 like this is where I started from yeah there you can be naturally very gifted at this but really you know I only had one or two abilities that turned on and I've really worked hard to develop the other ones as a result of how the intuition comes through. So what not like, you know, cause you may have experienced them before, but never realized that that's what it was. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, a lot of people have that sense of knowing and they don't really understand that that's like truly their intuitive abilities or, um, a lot of empaths who don't realize their empaths will have those feelings of anxiety in big crowds or around certain types of people. And they don't really realize that they're getting a lot of intuitive information about what's happening around them. Um, so that's how I discovered I was an empath was <laughs> feeling um, 
overstimulated in crowds mm-hmm. and overstimulated in bright places, loud places, um, and taking all that home with me and feeling it and feeling the weight, feeling the like thoughts, feeling the negativity or anything like that. Can you develop these is a question that I get a lot of times. I don't know if people are asking you that. I'm sure you've had that question. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they find people that I talk to find it more fascinating than anything. Mm -hmm. When I say like, you can do these too, or you are like, here's, here's what I compare it to. I always feel like I'm like the computer that's just looking to hook up and connect to the Wi-Fi. All the information is already out there on the internet. I just need to connect to, you know, make sure I have the internet, you know, solid Wi-Fi, but then I can tune into whatever website I need to, to get that information or Mm -hmm. a radio antenna and tuning into a radio station. The information's out there already. There's already songs playing from the station being broadcast out. You just have to turn on the car or turn on the radio and Mm -hmm. and dial to that number or that website or whatever. So it's, it's very similar to that. So yeah, definitely. And, um, I, I totally agree with you. I would say that what prevents us from actually being successful when we're just starting out is thinking that um, it's going to be harder than what it is. Right. Or just like you get in too much in your head about it. You got to like turn off that logical brain and just really feel with your body and open up your awareness. And for a lot of people, when they're starting out, that's very frustrating. And so I try to tell people, you know, that ask me like, well, one, you know, anyone can work on this and develop any one of these clairs. If you, if you exercise it and you do practice and you really work on paying attention to what your body is telling you instead of what your mind is telling you. That's how you and I just started. Yeah. (laughs) And that's going to have to be on another episode too. We just talk about how we met. (laughs) Totally. Been developing, but you know, I came to you, we were talking about okay, do you want to practice developing these? And I was what? I was scared. I was apprehensive. Mm-hmm. I had zero expectations, I, except for like, I thought I was going to fail a bunch of times and have to get better. But instead what happened was it was so oversimplified that every time you sent a visual image, an example, we tried to do the taste, we tried to do food, we tried to do smells, we tried to like do tune into this photo. Yep. Every single time I got it on the first try. Yeah. Or close with like, okay, you're almost there. Tune back in. What else do you see? Mm-hmm. And you know, like it was so simple. Yep. You said just yeah, totally over. Don't overcomplicate it, basically. Yeah, right. And so really, it's um, when people ask me, can you develop these? I always tell them, absolutely. It's just about practicing and deciding what you feel you're capable of doing. And um, there is something to that. If you think you aren't good enough or you can't do it or you're not special enough, then you're going to have a harder time. But if you think, hey, let's give it a whirl, you know, what the hell, let's try. And basically that's what you and I did when yeah. we, you know, we were starting with you practicing and yeah, what was it? So our, so this is what we did. Um, we just DM'd each other back and forth. So we didn't even talk on the phone yet. Uh, we were still internet strangers. And <laughs> <laughs> so the first exercise, I remember you're like, I'll send you an animal. I'll mentally send you an animal. And I'm like, cool, I'm getting ready to go to yoga that's like meditation for me. So mm-hmm. I'll see what I see if I see anything. And then I remember 
seeing like a blue whale and the ocean and blah, blah, blah. And I remember <laughs> messaging you after like, okay, well, was it a whale? Like, was it this blue whale or this bit, whatever it was? Cause I saw the ocean and you're like, no, but I was just watching that on TV. Like with my son, we were just watching <laughs> the show with that. <laughs> so like yeah. tune back in. Okay. Let's try it again. Like in this time I said, okay, now I see air. I see red. I don't know if it was like wings or what. And then you're like, yeah, it was a red dragon with like flames or something crazy. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even if it's not getting it, you know, perfect 100%, like the entire image or whatever it is you're practicing yeah. with, even if you're getting elements, it shows you that it's possible. Like energy is, it's, it's, possible to tune into the energy of anything just with the thought and the intention of it. So Absolutely. I like, I like to talk to my clients and, you know, people who ask questions about that. I'm like, anything is possible. Like it's just a thought away. So if you want to work on it, you just work on it and you just have to believe that you're capable of doing it because we are like, we're, we have these, these, we have our physical senses, but our bodies are much more sophisticated than that. We're like, we're an entire electrical system. Our brain is a big receiver. Yeah. Our, you know, our skin gives us a lot of information about the environment around us um, yep. through, through very subtle touch and senses, right? So this is all how our body perceives information. And it's what really kept us alive yep. when we were, you know, 10,000 years ago running away from, you know, all kinds of stuff, exactly. <laughs> trying to stay alive. So um, anyone can do this. It's just a matter of practicing. Um, so, you know, like what I would do is the trust was huge because I was very apprehensive to tell you what I saw in fear of being wrong, wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, yeah. trust, yourself. trust yourself, just say it anyways, even if you're wrong, just say it. And yep. I noticed even to this day, when I do readings, the, the information that sits on me like that, that I'm like, Oh, I'm so scared to say this. Those are almost always the times that it's the most accurate. Cause I'm totally. like, what does mm -hmm. this mean? I don't know why this popped in my head. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. And they're like, Holy shit. Like that was my, you know, nickname growing up or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because trust, trust belief, like just yep. cares about being wrong. Just be you're not there. The computer doesn't make the content for you. Like you just, the computer's there to deliver the content or the radio's there to deliver the song. It's right. not there to translate it. Right. Well, in some ways we are translating it right from pictures or feelings into words for right. somebody, but really it's like, it's not up, up to us to decipher what it means. It's up to us to deliver what is being, you know, right. to yeah, pass it through. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'll see something and if it's something I've seen before, I'll give them examples and say like, um, okay, if I see, now I'm drawing a blank, <laughs> like if I see, you know, if I see a red bicycle, like that could mean one thing and you can say like, oh, it could mean a childhood memory or hmm something symbolic oh the red is symbolic of this and they loved you know bicycle whatever right mm -hmm. it's so for me I'm like I don't know what this means paired up with this information but I'm here to deliver it to you on a plate because 
you need to taste it and see what it is. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. And um, that's also an interesting point too. So intuitives have, you know, each intuitive will have their own like language that they speak with spirit, right? So sets of symbols or feelings yeah. or sensations or examples that um, they would be shown from spirit in order to know, you know, what kind of, you know, situation their client is in. And I'm, a lot of times I'm shown examples of my own life in situations that is um, representative of what the client is going through too. So when I'm shown examples from my own life, I know, oh, you must be going through this too. And they'll be like, oh, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, you know, I was shown how I feel in a certain situation and, um, and that's what I'm picking up in your body too. And so I knew exactly what I needed to ask based on my own experience of something very, very similar. So the clairs can work that way too. Um, get, like bringing you full circle so that you can identify or relate to the information that you're, you're perceiving and being able to give it in a more packaged way or a more complete or holistic way to the person that you're working with. And, and this doesn't even really have to be just with clients or people that you're serving. This can just be for your own life too, right? Like you can develop your clairs just to be a more, you know, well-rounded person, more perceiving of your environment, more aware, more in tune. And, and that can, it can really enrich your life in so many ways. Plus it's really fucking fun, right? Like <laughs> we, cause even our day-to-day -day lives are so much more interesting. The fact oh my God. Yes. <laughs> we have another friend too, that's like highly intuitive. And so we tune in for each other and just even being able to do that for mm -hmm. this situation or this, or should, you know, how do you feel about like this maybe business opportunity that's coming up? Like, what do you mm -hmm. see? And it doesn't yep. mean like, okay, this is the hard and fast truth uh, or the only option available. It's like, this is what I pick up on. If you tend to go down this river, like this is right. Oh, and we should probably talk about that in another episode too. Like, what does it mean to actually give people information based on the current, you know, the trajectory of the current energy versus like predicting the future? And because um, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with perceiving this this extrasensory information and and wanting to make sure that um, uh, um, you don't create any. Um, expectations that may be really disappointing or, you know, hazardous or um, it's you, there's just a lot of responsibility that comes with, you know, tuning in in this way and the energy. So we can talk about that in another episode too. Oh, no. I'm so excited for. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe some quick ways that you can develop some of these clairs. Um, I know for me, when I was starting, what well, I've always been intuitive, but when I really wanted to bring it to the forefront and kind of hone my skills and be able to turn it on and turn it off um, at will, I would I would go to antique stores and I would touch things and I would see what kind of story it gave me. And believe me, there were items that I could not even bring myself to touch, right? So as you develop, you get that sense of like, oh, I there's, there's stuff attached to that that I don't really need to be a part of. But... For the most part, when you pick up items, you just try to breathe with it and tune into it and, and let it tell you where it's been. And then, you know, as you work on it, just trust what you get. Trust the image, trust the feeling, trust the words or senses that you get. So that's one way that you can work with it. And that's totally safe. That's just an object and you jot down the story that you get from it. And maybe like practice 
with other you know, friends, you know, doing the same thing. Yeah. It's like, who cares if you're right or wrong? You're just, yeah. Just it's fun. It. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, another example is um, you and I were sending mental images back to one another. So, um, you know, real, yeah, totally fun. And I do this actually with my two little sons, they're six and eight And my older son. He is like nine times out of 10, he gets it on the first try. So what we do is we, we form a simple image in our minds. So I usually pick an animal or um, like a food um, or some kind of object. And then I give it a color. So an animal that's colored, an object that's colored, or like a food that's colored. And then I, I focus on sending it right to his head. So I have a very vivid image in my awareness. And then I send it to his brain and I have him just breathe and tune into it. And, and the very first thing, like Bodhi, what's the very first thing that comes to mind? And he'll tell me and by God, he is right nine times out of 10 and it blows his mind. <laughs> his mind, like yours too, shit. Mine too. And we, he'll do it back to me and it's so much fun. We do it at the dinner table sometimes and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so rad that we can do this. So, so um, yep, it can be that simple of like practicing, like pulling that vivid image into your mind and then sending it to another in like a thought bubble that travels across space and time. And it can become a fun game. Like hell, yeah. it can be a, it can be a drinking game if you want it to be a drinking yeah. game, right? Um, and um, you can do the same with feelings too, um, sending certain feelings back and forth to people. And then you had mentioned, you know, grab a photograph of somebody and that's, that's like my favorite. That's that's actually from the very first reading I ever did was I asked somebody in my private Facebook group, "Hey, send me a photograph of somebody that's passed yeah. away. Don't tell me shit." Don't tell me anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just let me tell you what I see. And based mm-hmm. on that photograph, I was able to pull name, how he died, specific detailed uh, validating points of his hobbies, his interests, his career, um, how he felt most connected, like in a different era, era, era. Mm-hmm. era. Yep. Era. Yep. Um, <laughs> When he died in the year or, or like in, uh, not, not the year itself, but like of his age, he was like almost a certain age. Mm. So I got the number for that. And then she sent me another photograph right after that. And it was like her grandpa. And it was, that was the most detailed reading to this day that I've ever had was that grandpa that came through. It was like water just mm. flowed right through me. Details, visuals, feelings, words, names. I could see myself next to her because then we were, okay, let's test it without a photograph this time. And then somebody else that passed away, like that had committed suicide came through and same thing. It was just like open channel. But I think because she was so open to it also, she was like, I'm open for whoever wants to come through. Oh, I'm, sure. Yeah. I'm safe. Like it's, I, she wasn't apprehensive at all. And so the people that came through were just like, floodgates open so I don't know it's pretty fucking wild (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's I mean as you and as you develop too so it can you know I would just encourage people like if you are going to try it's a lot of fun to try to work on this and there are some resources out there too there's some book resources and um, perhaps what we'll do is we can put together a list of those um, and then put them in the notes for the podcast episode and um 
And I actually had a mentor when I first started, and that was really helpful too, because that's feedback from somebody who is well-practiced, well-seasoned, intuitive, medium. Um, and so that was that was like having validation for what you're tuning into. But really, you could just practice with friends. Um, and you could even practice with yourself with a deck of cards, right? Like you pull some you pull some playing cards out, you shuffle them, you turn a few over so they're face down, and then you try to intuit, you know, what's under there. Is it a red suit? Is it a black suit? Is it a diamond? Is it a spade? You know, like you don't have to go as far as numbers, but you can you can keep it very, very simple. And, um, and then pay and, attention to what a queen feels like or ooh, the king feels like. like yeah. The ace feel like. the eight, What does the ace of spades versus the ace of hearts feel like? Um something like that or uh yeah that's like a remote viewing thing okay i have an object what am i holding that mm -hmm. is fun i do i've done that in my group before um yeah there's so many things you could try so um meditation though like even just basic meditation and asking yourself your intuition like okay show me this or show me what i need to work on or you mm -hmm. know like on demand basically of like and then pay attention to the first image that pops into your head or the first memory that pops in or and just observe, learn the art of observing and being aware like of your surroundings and what's going on inside of yourself. Absolutely. And and not judging it. Right. So I think the key is just what's the first thing that comes in and trusting it. And you yeah. might be wrong, but boy, you might be right. And chances yeah. are like if if it's the very first thing that's coming in without without you even having time to think about it it's most likely right. And the more you trust it, the more accurate you become. And for me, my biggest issue was I would get pieces of information that didn't make sense to me. And I would just, my logical brain would be like, well, I don't know what that means. So that can't be right. And so I didn't, I, I was uh, pushing away all sorts of intuition that was accurate Yep. Um, that I found out would be accurate, right? But because I didn't understand or it didn't make sense to me in my logical brain, I I automatically judged it as, oh, that's not valid. So we run into that kind of a loop. And I would just say, like, if you're going to do this, practice, make it fun, make it lighthearted, and just work on trusting. And like you said, observing everything around you, including what you see, smell, hear, um, sense, and feel, right? So um, all of, because that's all the different ways that spirit will talk to you or the universe will give you signs. Um, and it's, and it's fun. It's exciting. So I can't wait to hear like, you know, if we get some feedback on comments on this, how people are practicing. So maybe that's what you do is you go and you practice and you let us know how it's going for you Yep. as you, as you work on it. Well, what do you think, Mio? Did we cover enough for the Claire's? I'm sure we'll hit on more as we as we record more of these. No, if we've created more questions than answers. <laughs> we certainly have. <laughs> anytime on social media, um, go ahead and you can let them know how they can find you or send us a message or whatever. Because we're we're almost set up for our, our souls and stardust like Instagram page and. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Working on that. Well, so I'm Gratitude Maven on Instagram. Um, and I do have a healing page to Metamorphosis Healing. So I always welcome people to send messages or just to check up on, um, you know, different things that regarding energy healing. Um, 
And then you, um, your intuitive friend, right? I'm at your intuitive friend and you feel free to send a message, whatever. Uh, and that way we can address it like on our future episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you well, so, so much. I'm super excited for this uh, little project that we have in mind for all of this. So so many rabbit holes to go down and there's going to be swearing because that's what we do. So, yep. <laughs> it's all good. All right. <laughs> all right. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of souls and stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at gratitude maven and at your intuitive friend until next time. Stay, Stay magical. magical. <laughs>